Welcome to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. Every week I talk to a notable artist or musician type about something they're passionate about, but that might not come up in the usual press cycle. We upload a new episode every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk The Line. You can follow me at Jen Long. And please do get in touch. We would love to hear from you. And if you like what you hear, please give us a subscribe. Space Bomb is a collective of musicians based in Richmond, Virginia, who set up a record label and production company based around a house band. They followed a model established by the likes of Stax and Motown with a signature style inspired by a love of great American song music and are responsible for records from names such as Matthew E. White and Natalie Press. As The Guardian put it, they make albums that sound like a million dollars. This October, they assemble in London for a one-off event that includes guest collaborations with the likes of Slow Club, The Waterboys' Mike Scott, Foxygen and Charlie Fink from Noah and the Whale. We met Space Bomb bassist Cameron Ralston, one of the most in-demand bassists living in Virginia. Artists with whom he's worked include Foxygen, Matthew E. White, Justin Vernon and Sharon Van Etten. We met on a rainy morning at this year's End of the Road Festival to talk about something he likes to do when he's not in the studio or on the road. Gardening. It was also quite a cold morning, so I'd had about seven coffees to try and keep warm by the time we recorded this. The effect of which you can definitely hear in this podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it's so cold right now. I feel like it's I'm cold. Like holding this just to like warm up. It's cold. Yeah. yeah, it's chilly today. Yeah. But you know what? The thing is, when it rains like this and I look outside, I used to be like, fuck, like, this sucks. It's like summer and it's raining. And now I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't have to go and water my allotment today. This is brilliant. Is this summertime? This is summertime, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm just like, oh, this takes off a lot of work from, from my shoulders. Yeah. Because, like, plants need a lot of water. Yes. They drink a lot. Yes. And it takes a long time. We have like on my allotment, we have a, a no hose pipe rule. Oh, so wow. So you have to do everything with watering can. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so do like... Do you have any like catchment systems? Like rain like rain barrels have, or big um, cisterns that you can Yeah, I have like a water butt on my plot. Uh-huh. And then I have... Um, whenever I have a jam jar, because I, um, I have blueberries. Yeah. And so do I. Yeah. And you can't give blueberries tap water, or at least you can't here because um, it's too neutral, I think, in the right. pH or slightly alkaline. Because they like and the they acid. And like the, they like the acidic, so that yeah. they, you have to water them with rainwater. So I have an array of um, jam jars that oh. I catch the rainwater in, just just a, or like just pots basically. Any 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 kind of like thing that I can collect water in, nice. and then I empty yeah. them all into the butt. Yeah, and just I've, I've read too it. that you can throw like your coffee grounds down at the base of blueberry yeah. plants which you I'll do sometimes do but my downstairs neighbors run a cafe yeah and they'll often just leave the like coffee grounds the used coffee grounds outside the the yeah. front of the cafe with a note saying like coffee grounds for your garden and people just pick it up and take it home for free and Perfect. rather than chuck it away that's yeah yeah that's it I it's like handy. that yeah yeah so you, what's your do you have a, a garden or a, I do an have a garden or? I'm I gotta admit, I'm not the greatest gardener. I'm I'm into it. I yeah. like it. I've I'm always every year I'm always trying something new. Um, I like to read about it. I, you know, there's certain philosophies and practices that have really 
kind of resonated with me that I've come across like permaculture like do you know about this no I'm, kind I'm of very new to gardening yeah, okay uh, December last year okay I, uh, I I put my name down July last year for for an allotment which I think is like uh, like you guys have community gardens in the yeah, States yeah. I think it's quite similar to that yeah um, thinking that they like they notoriously have like a really long waiting list right like and you know at least a few years and when I put my name down, they were like, it's a two-year wait. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. That gives me enough time to get like a little bit older, right. do a little bit of learning, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe get some pot plants in the house. And then by the time I get the plot, I'll be like ready. I'll be like of age, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then within six months, I had an allotment. And I was like, shit, I go. don't know a fucking yeah. thing about gardening. I know. Well, I think you just got to like, you just start trying stuff. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's the long game, you know, like I... I think of myself as being good at gardening when I'm like older, you well, know, and so not touring learn. and all this yeah. stuff, you know, like, cause you do have to tend to it and you do, you know, ideally you want to create something that requires the least amount of work for yourself. Yeah. Ultimately you want mm -hmm. the garden to work for yourself. You want you perennials. Know? Yeah. Perennials. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the blueberries like berry bushes are awesome because yeah. for one, they're delicious and they, produce so much and you can freeze them and yeah you know they do a lot of great things but yeah I mean I at my house I do I have like a row of like six blueberry bushes I do a vegetable garden mm -hmm. some herbs and stuff um, I haven't I do I do want to get into the growing like fruit trees maybe a nut tree yeah. at some point but oh, I don't wow. really have the space for you know you gotta yeah. you really need like some land if you really want to get into that when world. we were kind of discussing the subject for this podcast initially you said Virginia yes so I'm presuming that's where you you live that's where I live and that's where I'm from yeah I've um I've been there a couple of times and mm -hmm. I just remember it being quite humid quite uh quite yeah. hot and humid in the summer yeah so what, what's your kind of soil and your like the kind soil. of climate like so the soil in Virginia is very clay. There's a lot of clay, right. so it's not. It's it's a, it takes a little effort to get yeah. a garden. So for a big a good way to get around that is doing um, raised beds. Yeah. You know, building on top and just, which is a big thing. It's like once I discovered that, which is just you know the simplest idea. But I was reading about it. It's like of course it's like great. I don't have to dig. Can I? Absolutely. I can't. I don't have to dig a fucking hole. You know, I can just like <laughs> pile shit on top of the earth and plant right into there, which is also great because all that that clay soil. There, I mean, there's a there's like topsoil and then below that it's just clay, yeah. like just Ugh. thick, crumbly when it's dry, really yeah. wet when it's wet. You know, and all that will kind of break down, especially when you plant stuff that have roots that go pretty far down. It'll yeah. break it all up, and it turns out to to be a good thing. Um, so, you know, tomatoes grow great in Virginia. Right. There's a, there's a county called Hanover County, which is sort of famous in Virginia. Hanover tomatoes, as people refer to them as, and they're just big, juicy red. Oh, wow. Uh, beautiful tomatoes. Um, a lot of those summer-type vegetables, squash, I cucumbers, you know, they're sort of the, the most common well, things cool. that people... I went Go to Orange, it. Virginia, but okay. the, 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 that's but oranges are more down west coast, right? Orange or is Florida. well, there's no coast. There's, there's only one coast over here. There's just the east coast, so it would be yeah, like sorry, west. Yeah, no, yeah. So but I meant it's like it's it's not known for its oranges. Virginia. No, 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 no. I think it's, I don't it's know just why called, it's called orange. orange. Maybe because in the <laughs> fall, that's what it. You know, we have beautiful falls yeah. in Virginia, and the leaves change. 
as I'm sure you do here too as well. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why it's called orange. There's no – citrus <laughs> is not a big thing in Virginia. Okay. You know, so it's you more know. tomatoes, cucumbers, yeah. squash. Apples. People grow oh, okay. apples. Yeah. Um, figs, actually, oh, yeah. um, grow very well in Virginia. Kiwi fruit, actually, I've, I've really? recently learned, does very well in Virginia. That's amazing. That's, you wouldn't think, would you? Yeah. That's, like, that's something that I've been wanting to do. Yeah. Um, and they, they grow as, like, a vine. And um, I was reading about this – like if you if you have the space to grow like perennial trees, yeah, you know, then you can create really nice um, systems that people refer to as guilds, where you have all these plants growing together that work for each other. Oh wow! Uh, and sort of occupy every single space. So you have the canopy, yeah, and then like the understory. So the canopy might be like a big nut tree or a big something that grows very tall, obviously. Yeah. And then the understory trees, which might be smaller fruit trees, that can thrive in sort of dappled light. They don't necessarily need full yep. sun. And then you can grow, like, vines up those yeah. trees. As long as, you you know, they're not too crazy and aren't choking everything out. Yeah. The kiwi does pretty well, apparently. Um, and then you have the bushes, like blueberry bushes. Yeah. And raspberries, blackberries, whatever you want to do there underneath that. And then you have... This other, uh, I guess it's maybe the herbaceous layer. layer. Um, I can't remember. I ha actually have notes on it, but oh, cool. it's like medicinal herbs, culinary herbs, and then the um, ground cover, which would be like nitrogen-fixing plants, like clover, things that you can just chop and drop. Yeah. And they they continue to feed the soil. That's amazing. And then the um, the rhizome layer. Uh, I forget the actual name of it, but that's where the roots all go, mm. mushrooms, fungi, all that stuff, and as well as the insects, herbs, I yeah. mean, I'm sorry, worms, um, beetles, even burrowing animals, and then you have the the deep soil layer where the, the tap roots and everything go, and they bring up nutrients from way down in the yeah. air. So basically, that's kind of like the stuff that I've been sort of thinking about, so you know, like it's the, the sort of utopia. an ecological, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like, um, life lessons basically yeah. you know like just looking at the land and um there's this sort of approach called permaculture which these guys from australia came up with um the name it technically means permanent agriculture um which is sort of a falsehood because nothing nothing lasts forever obviously but the idea is to mimic um the natural world looking at an old growth forest and using your own skills as a human to imitate the f how a forest functions, you know, to produce obviously food and or wood or medicine or whatever, like things that are useful to us. And um, so it's basically a system that keeps feeding itself. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, reckon, work I recommend, yeah, like yeah. reading, you know, looking that word up, reading these books about it or just once you're, you know, you're getting into gardening. And again, I, I, you know, I'm no expert on this. <laughs> My, pra you know, putting this stuff to practice has yielded somewhat successful results, and I, you know, haven't had the time. But obviously, the idea is to create a garden or a piece of land that is functioning on its own, that has all, it's attracting all the insects and animals that are good. Yeah. You know, it creates food, wood if you need it medicine all these things it's, you know you whenever you're planting something in your garden you want to think about all the functions it can use 
if it just looks pretty, then it just looks pretty. Yeah. You know, but if it looks pretty but also produces berries, mm -hmm. like a blueberry bush, which are great landscaping bushes, turns out, that's two functions. Mm. If those bushes actually help um, block some wind that can destroy other things, then you have three functions. You know, so you're basically yeah. looking at, you want to look at each thing and try to get as much use out of it as you can. And hopefully they're all working together. So it's, you know, it's a really, it's kind of a big concept and obviously it's a lot to think about and Especially I don't when quite you're have a handle out, on it. Exactly. So much, oh, yeah, so there's oh, yeah. so much to think about. I think when I, when I first acquired my plot, I was like, right, what do, one, what do I want to eat? And right. two, we have um, beehives on the allotment as well. Yeah, nice. So it's like, what can I, what flowers can I plant to make sure that there's something for the bees as sure. well? Yeah. Um, so I just got like a big pack of wild flower seeds and I made a raised bed out of some wood that I'd found yeah. on, on the plot that I'd inherited or acquired or whatever the word is and um, built up a little raised flower bed and just chucked all these seeds in and now yeah, it's just beautiful. wild with all these right. different types of flowers and, and loads of bumblebees, right. which is great. Which is, yeah, exactly. Really so you always want to be attracting bees, yeah. butterflies, yeah. Um, dragonflies, whatever, any of those insects. Bees obviously are you know very important and we need to like continue yeah. to try to help them but butterflies as well because really? their habitat is just getting destroyed and there's a lot of certain types of butterflies that only will only eat a certain type of plant like the monarch butterfly only eats milkweed it's the really? only thing they lay their eggs on milkweed and when the larvae when they hatch they eat that plant and that's the only plant that they eat wow and um you know, people have obviously realized this and are starting to try to just plant huge tracks of this stuff. Yeah. Because they travel all the way from Canada down to Mexico every wow. year and back and forth. The flight of the butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? I know. So, yeah, any, I mean, you know, you want, in my, in my mind, like my garden or my yard, really. Yeah. I think about it as my yard or just the land that I live on um, would be just bustling with with life and not in any sort of like romantic fairy tale way but just like you know a natural habitat yeah that's attracting all these all these animals know they can come here insects and get what they need yeah and um i'm helping them they're helping me you know symbiosis is kind of the that's the name of the game in my mind when did you um when did you buy your house or move into your house or uh i moved into my house i guess it's been goodness 10 years, at least 10 years. Okay. So, yeah, I've had some time to kind of mess with it. And What was the yard like when you moved in? Was it already in a kind of workable state, or did yeah, it need... Yeah, the yard was... I mean, whoever was there before had obviously planted a bunch of, like, shrubs, like azalea bushes and mm. um, things like that. Um, me and who, who I, my wife, who I was, I was dating her at the time when we moved in together, but now we've, we've been married for a while now. Um, we kind of moved a lot of plants around. Um, we kind of we spent some time just like digging up stuff and sort of yeah. moving it around. But back then too, I think our our approach was very like just not really knowing what we're doing, just kind of thinking about the aesthetic of things. Yeah. As opposed, to, now I'm way more interested in just in growing food. You know, I'm yeah. way more interested in if it does. What does it do? You know, what does this plant do? If it looks nice, that's that's great, but it's it needs to 
needs to give me more than needs that. Needs to function. You know what I mean? And um, that being said, you know, we do have we have some pretty bushes and stuff that I would it would make me sad to like dig up just because they look so yeah. nice. But from here on out, that's kind of my thought is always like, okay, how am I? Let's think about this. How you know? What do these plants need? What do they do? Mm. How many functions can I get? How are they working together in the landscape? You know, how much energy do they require of me? Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, of course, because you're a touring musician, which yeah. is not a great career if you want to no. keep a stable garden. I know. They take so much work. They is do. your wife quite green fingered? Is she she's, looking after it while you're away? She, I think she's uh, not so much. <laughs> I mean, she's she's. I think she's around, probably about the same boat as I am. I think she, you know, she wants to be better at it, just like yeah. I do. And it's 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 hard. We have two kids as well. So, oh my god! You know. And it's really time consuming. Yes. The weeding so, in particular. Oh yeah, the oh weeding. But that, and that's the other thing is you want you want to create a space where the weeds just get smothered out. You don't. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to be out there pulling weeds well, every we, I, week, even. You I, know. Where my my allotment is is um it's like uh, marshland. It's like a valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a lot of bindweed, which is the worst weed. It's just like even if you leave a tiny bit of root in the ground, it will just grow again from yeah. that little bit of root. Yeah. And it like comes up and it just wraps itself around plants and just like strangles them. Yeah. So mulch, heavy mulch. Yeah. But also there's a practice called sheet mulching. So if you have like a big spot of weeds or grass, whatever that you yeah. just want to plant on top again no dig build on top of the soil but lay down like a thick layer of like cardboard or newspaper Um, you could break up the soil like you want to hash um, slash it close to the ground lay down a mat of something that decomposes like cardboard paper product and then you just pile manure soil mulch um, whatever you know there's there's some people have a very scientific approach to it but yeah. the idea is basically just pile a bunch of organic matter on top and, and now is a great time to do it yeah um, so by spring you're gonna have this beautiful plot of soil that yeah. you can just plant right in and because in. everything's just slowly decomposing well, and those weeds will be smothered out and they also feed the soil when they decompose yeah. with nitrogen and other things. Because that's like a, a, a technique of gardening, isn't it? There's a guy here, I think, in the UK who's sort of made a bit of a living out of it. His name escapes me right now, but it's you, it's like n- the no dig yeah. philosophy. Like yeah. you don't dig, you don't weed, you don't just dig. put on top, put on yeah, top and exactly. you just smother them out, right. which and I that's, love. Again, that's, I mean, Walk around any one of these beautiful forests here. Yeah. None of those trees aren't out there with shovels, digging mm. digging places up and planting themselves. You know, they're dropping their leaves or needles every year, smothering out. Yeah. Things still find a way to grow up underneath. The only time nature digs itself is when something dies, you know, and a tree topples over and disrupts yeah. the soil. But that creates another opportunity for things to, to, to uh, move in. So, yeah, I'm a firm believer in, in not messing with the soil. I mean, in, in, even in a handful of soil, there's, like, millions of microbes and oh just God, all yeah. kinds of, like, and life going on. And worms are so important. Yeah. I never realized the importance of worms for yeah, kind they of do feeding your, digging, your soil. Right? Yeah, yeah they, they're the ones that break up everything, the worms. and The worst feeling is when you are digging and you put your 
fork or spade into the ground and you yeah. get a, hit a worm yeah. and you're just like oh just buddy yeah. I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah oh, I always I feel like the worst person <laughs> I'm like oh, I know. sorry pal they're the yeah they're the helpers in the garden for yeah. sure but then I also love like in the winter especially when I'm like in, in spring when I've been digging over some soil and I've got little robin buddy yeah. And he's just there and he's like waiting for the moment I turn my back and then he's straight in finding all the fresh bugs that I've yeah. unearthed. But that's and that's good though cuz then they'll they'll take a shit in the garden. Yeah. And that helps your plants. You know? Walk, walk me walk me through your garden like paint a, a picture of what lies where. Okay. So Let's see. I so my vegetable garden is is pretty close to the back of the house right right out of the back of our house we have like sort of a little patio um and then right off that is where we i built raised beds is where all my vegetables are because you want them to be close you want it to be very easy access obviously if you're renting a space in the town that you live in then that's that's what you have but if you have a piece of property that you live on you want to think about it in terms of um zones like zone zero is your living space. Zone one are like your annuals, herbs. Um, so some herbs come back every year, but you know the things that you're using every day, vegetables yeah. and herbs, the things that you're going out and picking and cooking with. And then as you move further out, you get more into the annuals. And ideally you have a space. I mean, you know, we can all be, if we could all be so fortunate to have a large plot of land there should be like some wilderness on your property. I live in a city, so that's yeah. not possible. But, um, you know, ideally you would have some sort of wilderness where you just leave it alone and things come and go as they please. And on the edge of that, sort of a somewhat tended to wilderness. But yeah, you have your vegetable gardens and then you move out from there. So in the front, that's basically how we have our house set up right now. Out front of our, in the front yard, where we used to get the most sun, we had a huge old oak tree that sadly we had to take down. It got struck by lightning, and we had to cut it down Aww. because it, it was killed, basically, yeah. um, which shaded our house. But that's also terrifying. It was terrifying. We were all in the house when it happened. It sounded oh like a God. bomb exploded. It was the loudest sound I've ever heard in my and life. And it must have been it, so close to hitting your actual house. It, it was right next to our house. I mean, the, and the tree didn't fall toward the tree. No, fell but off. it shot off like a a piece of bark that was about two inches thick that ran all the way from the trunk to the to the canopy. It blew off like through our windows, <gasps> and it was yeah, it was. That's <laughs> terrifying! Oh my crazy. god! <laughs> so, but that tree, we loved it. It was a be- yeah. it was like a hundred and fifty year old oh. um, red oak tree, beautiful old tree, but it had to come down because it was. Oh, it was dead. Now it was a problem, you know. Yeah. And eventually it was going to fall. So anyway, we had planted our blueberries like a hedge, sort of a hedge row mm. in the front yard because that's where they got the best sun. Once that tree went down, it freed up all the sunlight in our backyard. So now that's where we are also growing vegetables out front, too. Oh, but cool. Now we have, a you know, a, a space in the back where we, we do everything. And then, uh, you know, behind that, we have there's like some dogwood trees and just things that were already there yeah. that we just let be. What vegetables do you have? So this year, uh, we did we went pretty simple this year. I wanted to just I've I've been ambitious in the past and tried to grow like we- the weirdest 
pepper and like the you know yeah eggplant which I do like but it's just, you know Ooh. sometimes it just makes so you know it's too so much I think that's what we call an aubergine an aubergine my yeah. neighbor has those so, and they look amazing yeah we yeah. we tomatoes basil cucumbers squash zucchini um one or two other things but yeah it's just yeah. stuff that that makes for good salad or a very easy quick you know nutritious yeah. cooking um i'd like to get a little bit more ambitious um if i have the time you know if i'm home say next year from touring more then i might try some more stuff but yeah you know i i you know when i'm out here i can only ask with so much of my wife yeah. she's down <laughs> she's holding down the fort at home yeah. With our two wonderful children, and I mean, I can't, I can't expect her to be, you know. Get the kids to do the watering. Well, that's yeah. 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 <laughs> Easier said yeah. than done. <laughs> I try, you know, you try to get them involved, and um, it's like a video they, game. they do like it. My daughter is, she's, she's at that age where she's sort of up for all of that, and that's cool. my son's, you know, he'll help, but he tends to get bored and kind of want to do some other things. But yeah, you know, you can't, you know, keep trying, keep trying. That's, yeah. that's, that's, I mean, that's the old ideal. You have kids and they work, they work <laughs> on your property, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I used to do. Yeah. I used to get my pocket money by doing all the hoovering and ironing. Yeah. 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 Makes they got to have chores. For yeah, sure. they've got to have chores. You gotta, you gotta Otherwise they're just going to grow up entitled. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. They've got to yeah. learn work ethic young. Learn. It's true. Put them well, to they, work in the garden. Yeah. I and will then do they'll that. get all grubby and they'll get like all the good stomach bugs, you know. Yep. They'll be sick like once, but then they'll be set for life. Oh, yeah. 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 No, they've, they've had their experience <laughs> out there for sure. Yeah. Do you have a compost bin? Yes. Yeah. I have a compost bin. that's quite important bin. compost, I think. Compost is very important. I think, yeah, I, there's no reason to throw any of that stuff away. No. And in fact, you can also, I mean, I, that's one thing my kids do is we'll every, you know, they'll take the compost out because yeah. every day there'll be a bowl of something mm. from whatever we've cooked or whatever has been eaten in the day banana peels apple rinds or just the cuttings from the vegetables and all that um throw it out in the bin or it'll just like you can just drop it somewhere in your yeah. garden yeah and like it's the, biodegradable you know, yeah so there's we'll do that a lot like <laughs> if you walked around our yard you'd find <laughs> stuff just littered around you know like kids just like chucking it like yeah underneath a bush or i have some stuff called comfrey have yes you heard of comfrey, comfrey is yeah. great I, I don't have it i don't I, but i've mm. i'm planning on it so i've i've i've, I've my neighbor gave me a, a cutting of hers and i've planted it and it's growing ferociously yeah and so you just cut the leaves off and then i i made this um it's like a, a plastic bin mm -hmm. with a lid and uh, you just shove all the leaves in it and oh, then you yeah. weigh them down with like a couple of like bricks or bits of um, paving slab. And then you have a tiny hole in the bottom and this black stuff drips out the bottom as the leaves decompose. And then you use that watered down as feed. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Or you can just leave the um, leaves until they start getting kind of mulchy and plant them around the, the yeah. roots of plants. And it sort of feeds the, the soil and feeds the plants. Yeah, it almost seems like the gnarliest stuff it's gets so in the garden and it's, it's like, like the better it is you yeah know? it quite irritates your skin as well you have yeah. to wear gloves when you touch it well but comfrey is medicinal too right is it i think, it? It, has, I I think it has medicinal properties wow. um I, I could be mistaking it with another i will another say plant, though but 
Um, you can also make this stuff called comfrey tea. Yes. Which is when you let the rainwater help it decompose. That stuff fucking stinks. Oh my yeah. God, it smells so bad. Ugh. So just a heads up All if right. you are thinking of getting some comfrey. Yeah. It smells, it's just disgusting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that <laughs> plant. It smells like sewer. Yeah. yeah. I, I keep reading about that plant <laughs> and there there is a nursery where I live that sells it. And, um, but I keep coming across, it's just apparently it just has so many uses. Yeah. And it's sort of a super plant in the garden. Yeah. It's, for, for one, I think it's very easy to take. It's You don't really need to tend to it unless mm. you're, you know, cutting it back. But I think it's just, it functions on its own. Yeah, and you can get like a certain, I never realized how much they like breed plants. Yeah. But you can get a certain variety um, that, that doesn't... Um, reproduce doesn't like pollinate doesn't oh, okay. kind of, otherwise it will just take take over right because they grow really fast yeah. those plants so i'm always having to cut mine back yeah um yeah that's cool and you can get so on the allotment they always recommend that you get uh trees that have been like modified so that they don't grow over say maybe three feet or something because right. you, you only get a certain size plot right and if you have one massive tree then it just engulfs everything else yeah so I didn't realize that they genetically modify trees to be a certain height and never grow above a certain height. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating. It is fascinating. I mean, that can be useful. As weird yeah. as that is, you know, sometimes that's that's what you need. And you they, st they still yield a good crop. In fact, right. I, I find like right now I've got like a, a surplus oh. where I've got I've uh, potatoes, which you find you can store them. But my runner beans, mm -hmm. I didn't even plant that many runner beans, but... Every time I go down the, the allotment, I'm cutting off new ones. They grow so quickly. They grow quick, yeah. And then they get stringy if you leave them too long. Yeah. So you, you can just chop them and it. just leave them. I'm just, I chop, well, I want, you know, I want to eat them and everything. Yeah. I chop them down, I, I give them to people in the office, or I take them to work meetings. Freeze them too. You can know? You, oh, I didn't even think yeah. of freezing them, of course. I should just chop them up and freeze yeah. them. Same with blueberries, if yeah. you get an excess amount of blueberries. My blueberries are in their first year, so they, yeah. I've only had a few. Take some time. But I think next year. Those those beans though beans are great because they're they're nitrogen fixing. They actually pull nitrogen out of the soil and ah, spread it around. Because so. you're not supposed to plant them in the same place every year. I think you're supposed yeah. to rotate like potatoes and beans. Yeah, and I think like that. pretty much all vegetable gardening. And your you need to move uh, it around. Brassicas as well. I think you're supposed to move around. Yeah, yeah. I think because because the pests. They come and they breed and they know where things are and they. So do you organically garden oh, or do yeah. you use like slug pellets and things like that? Do you use what? Slug pellets. Do you get slugs? I don't know. Uh, yes, we do get slugs. Um, uh, yes, I I do all organic gardening. You know, and yeah. I mean, la it would be the very last resort to spray or do something um, mm. that is toxic. You know, um, I would. I would try everything before I resorted to that, but I guess there are certain situations where you just have to. Like, yeah. but you know, ideally, you just deal with it and say, you know, yeah. if something gets taken out, then so it goes. But uh, you know, with slugs, like I think, like planting garlic and um, onions and other mm. things like that, they they repel slugs because they're they I think Strong. they're they're sort of toxic to them. They right, don't like yeah. it. Their slugs are very sensitive. Their skin is so whenever yeah, they come right. into contact with something, like that you're not supposed to put salt on them. Like yeah. I feel like my granddad always used to put throw down. Whenever salt. I find a slug, though, I'll just like put it somewhere where I know a bird is gonna eat it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like kind of toss it like on 
the on patio the sh- or roof, something on, on the, some bricks on the roof of the shed. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a shed? I do have a shed. Did you put up yourself? No, it was there when oh, we got okay. there. Our house is um, built in the in 1940, so it's older for American yeah. standards, obviously. But yeah, it's just like this hacked together shed, like shanty shed. Shanty cool. shed. That's yeah. cool though. <laughs> it's nice. I, I, put I have up a fridge a out there. I got some, you know, You've keep got some a beer out there. You've fridge in your shed. I do. What? It's my beer fridge. Do you have like a power cable, a power line running down to it? Yeah, it has oh, power. Wow. That's so pro. Yeah. But that's that's actually really common. Uh, is that not common here? To um, have power in a I don't think so, no. Oh. No not any shed that I've ever been in. And like on on the allotment obviously you you can't be running power cables yeah. all over the place. It's very there are a lot of rules on the allotment. Uh, a lot of rules. There has to be because you know it, the whole system works on works on trust and kind of community mm-hmm. so um i had like a little drama there recently Uh-oh. and um my neighbor's been evicted oh. and it was really, out of the really allotment. awkward out of the allotment because she i came down to my plot one day and she had two mates on my plot and they were just helping themselves to my Ooh. produce no good and um the guy my my neighbor opposite because i didn't really know how it worked and i was like it was really weird because every, usually everyone there is so lovely. Where like right. people have like we swap plants with each other. Yeah, and people will give that's you the like spirit. that should be the spirit. That's the right? spirit of it. Like they always. You, that's why I've like learnt so much in such a short space of time. Is because my neighbours are constantly giving me tips. Yeah. Or giving me like you know bits of plants that I can then put on my own land and grow and like everyone's so friendly and it was just really strange I came down to my plot and there were just these two random women yeah. pulling up things from the middle of it and then I was really confused and then yeah, yeah. I don't know it she was messy. like oh I didn't think you wanted it because I'd, I'd been away for like a couple of weeks right it was really weird and yes yeah, so yeah. she got evicted from her plot and then I felt really bad because I think she thought it was my fault that she'd been evicted uh oh and I was like, and then it I just didn't, I didn't go there for like a week because I was like really worried that she was like going to bring her family down to like oh, pick a fight with me or something. Yeah. But it was all fine in the end. That's, well, obviously that's not unfortunate. For her, but yeah. Because I, I feel like the, like, I feel like gardening is a very social thing. I feel like because yeah. people get really into it and they, everybody likes to share information and you're always learning because there's just so much information, you know, yeah. and and again, it's you're, you're experimenting kind of constantly. So somebody might give you a tip, and then you might give them a tip, or you might have too much food, so you're sharing it with oh, them, yeah, and then totally. they're sharing stuff with you, and it just becomes um, a conversation point and a place that people sort of come together on because yeah. it's it's just such a neutral sort of peaceful environment. There's no there's no. I feel like it brings out the best in yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, yeah, there's something very, I think, inherently serene about gardening that people tune into. I mean, that's the thing we haven't spoken about. It's so relaxing. Yeah. It completely, like, whenever I go down there, I just put my phone in the shed. Yes. I don't look at it, and then I lose hours. I know. Like, I just spend hours just pottering. And your and your focus turns just on the task at hand. And yeah. It's, um, yeah, I love that aspect of it. It's It's definitely... Um, and it's, it's not only an escape, but it's also sort of a, a, a gateway. Yeah. It's like not, I don't like to think about it as like I'm escaping the real world or my phone or something. It's, I yeah. think of it more as like I'm, I'm going into a place, you know, and um, where you can sort of lose, lose, your, lose yourself, lose time and just work. 
Fla- on things that are creating. You know, yeah. you're crea- you're you're laying, you're actually literally planting seeds. Yeah. Or things that create for you. And it's kind of amazing when you you see this like thing that's grown. Like right now, I have all these huge. Um, like Brussels sprout plants. Oh, cool. And I, I love they were like sprouts. tiny little seeds that I planted and then they yeah. grew into these little seedlings that looked so small when I put them in the earth. And now they're these like big blossoming plants. Yeah. And I'm like, that's mad. It happens so quickly as well. It's awesome. I, our, our like garden became completely wild. Yeah. Because I sort of, I kind of like let it go like that, but we planted a lot. We packed it in. Yeah. We sort of like, let's let's just fill every nook and cranny in this space Um, uh, so there's way too many tomato plants they're just like (laughs) branching off it's kind of like you know sort of learn it's like okay let me take some notes next year i'm gonna do it like this it's like because sometimes it's actually hard to get in there and actually oh yeah pick pick the fruit because it's it's so so difficult to weed especially with my um my carrots because I, I didn't realize that they just kind of spread and right. so I'm like is that a weed and then I pull it up and I'm like oh god that was a bit of carrot yeah and you know some weeds here and there aren't so bad I you know. can just leave them and, and as long as you have most I think if you have something that sort of is a ground cover or again like thinking about like sort of thinking about it vertically you know yeah. what are the what's the tallest what are the tallest plants yeah you might want to put those at the back of the garden you know yeah. so they're, they're catching the sun and not blocking everything out but you also want to create some shade for their roots you know so and those things will also because then the ground holds moisture better the the ground holds moisture and it's all the soil is really the the key you know the thing is though i am at the behest of the latent allotment society so sometimes i get sass from the like secretary like quite often when she walks past and she's like you need to do some weeding Uh, oh no See, I, I feel I don't have to deal with that. Because I live, I, I mean, I, again, you know, I live in the city in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Wonderful city. Everybody should come visit. But I don't have, there's no, like, neighborhood association or people, you know. Yeah. I don't know. You don't have to answer to anyone. Yeah, I don't have to answer anyone, anybody, which is nice. So we can make our, our yard as wild as we want. Obviously, you want to be respectful. But yeah. You know, some weeds here and there aren't bad. In fact, weeds, if you ever notice a patch of bare bare ground, the weeds are the first things to grow there. Yeah. And they're actually, they're considered like colonizing plants. And what they're doing is reinvigorating the soil. You know, obviously when, you're, when they're growing amongst things that you want to grow, they're stealing things from yeah. other plants. But what they're going to do, if you left a bare patch of ground for 10 years, eventually a forest is going to start to grow. And it's going to start with weeds. Yeah. You know, weeds are going to grow, and the soil is going to become healthier, and other things are going to move in. And before you know it, it's just going to be wilderness, 20 years, trees growing, et cetera, et cetera. It's a metaphor for so, life. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just realized that that's actually your lunch that's oh. been put down next to you, and it's been going <laughs> cold while we've been it's all right. yapping on. Thank you so much, I'm on much, tour. Though. I'm used to this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You've made me want to go take the week off and just potter at the allotment. I know. I'm looking forward to getting home and get sh- my hands dirty. Should have brought you some veggies. Well, I'll bring them to the Barbican. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring you some potatoes. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you so much for Thank you. To me. Thank you for talking with me. This is really enjoyable. 
Thanks to Cameron for the gardening tips and thanks to End of the Road Festival for having us. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog. You have been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. This is a podcast from the line of best fit. Please subscribe us if you like what you hear. Leave us a nice review if you're feeling generous or just follow us on Twitter. See you next Friday.